What's up, everyone? My name is Justin O'D Show, and welcome back to another episode of the Justin O'D Show, the podcast. Today, I have a guest on the show. He goes by the name of YC Imaging, real name Christopher Rhodes. He's a director, creative editor, does a lot of music videos, and uh, we've done a couple of live streams and other things like that in the past. So I thought I'd bring him on the show, talk about editing. Uh, music videos creative stuff just whatever in general and hopefully you guys can pick up some useful or interesting information or just a different perspective from him that i can't give you so what's up yc welcome welcome to the show what's up this Did is, I kill this is that? weird I feel, I feel like i'm i feel like i'm on a radio interview a radio interview <laughs> exactly it is it is like a breakfast club interview yeah that, that was one take can you affirm to the people that that was a one take shot right there? yeah that was a, that was a one take i thought i thought it was dope too because i actually got to watch you do it live yeah. you know you hear that you hear it all the time in the that's video that's how so. i do the tutorials too yeah, yeah so usually was, it's not one, one take. take yeah and i don't have a script written down that's the yeah. skill right there people don't understand <laughs> <laughs> what does the yc stand for um the yc and yc imaging uh, my name is Chris. So when I was younger, yeah. people would always call young. me Young Chris. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, so I had to form that into my name. I actually hate YC Image. Really? I hate the name. I hate the. I hate why. It's just something that stuck. So I feel like you could always switch it. Like on your Instagram, it says Christopher Rhodes. Yeah. Which is a cool name, you know. Rhodes is like an instrument too, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it would be dope if I used my first and last name, but YC is just. You know, something that sticks. It sticks. Yeah. I saw someone comment that when I was scrolling through stuff. They're like, what does YC stand for? So I was like, yeah. you know what? He's right. I didn't know about that. But um, so you heard me introduce you, editor, director, mm-hmm. all that. Did I mess it up? What would you describe yourself as? Uh, it's, it's weird. I'm in a weird space now um, where people call me a YouTuber now and I think that's so odd, but it's like, you know, you got to accept the titles you receive now. But essentially, I, I'm a music video director. I shoot music videos, um, and, but I do YouTube as well. So it, it's weird. I don't know. I call myself a creative director. I don't know yeah. what that means. I think it just sounds better. Yeah, um, I, I get that too. Or I don't exact, I am a YouTuber technically. Like we're both, te- I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? But like, <laughs> I don't say, like people always say so you make a living doing as yeah. a YouTuber and I'm like well I'm not exactly like a YouTuber like that it's just a big part of driving what I'm doing you know yeah yeah for sure and that's the way I look at it too it's just a way to you know get your stuff in front of people's eyes um but it, that's what I initially started YouTube for but it is it's crafted itself into something totally different than that that's what I was gonna ask you first is before uh, even YouTube, like, how did you get started doing anything creative, picking up a camera, or picking up any of these softwares to edit? Like, take us back um, to that. It, it's it's weird. I never had an interest in doing any type of film or picking doing anything with the camera. Uh, my lifelong dream at one point in time was to be a graphic designer. So yeah, uh, I was in the graphics real heavy back in MySpace. I used to design layouts and you know, do all that craziness back in the days. Um, but my brother, he's a musician. Uh, older so, brother, younger brother? Yeah, my older brother. Older my brother? older brother. He's a uh, musician. So uh, while I was doing the cutouts and the mixtape covers and all of that other stuff for other musicians, I needed a camera to uh, take the photos for the covers. So I got a T2i. And of course, the T2i had, you know, very good video capabilities at the time. Yeah. And, you know, my brother's a musician. We just went out and we shot a music video one day. And I don't know, it just intrigued me. I like the whole editing process. It just got me involved in, you know, trying to learn different things. And it, it, it fit right in the alleyway of, of design. graphic design. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, I saw um, on your older Facebook page, or maybe you haven't posted on in a while, but like the older stuff on there is like logos and designs yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so I wanted I wanted to be a graphic designer, man. I love Photoshop. Um, I love, you know, doing mixtape covers and logo branding and company, all of that. But like, how old I, were you when you started doing all that stuff? When I started doing graphics, I was probably fourteen. I was fourteen. Yeah. Cause uh, yeah, I'm, I'm reading this book now. I don't know if it came from the book, but like, 
it talks about the 10,000 hour rule. I'm sure you've heard that rule, right? I've never heard really? that. It says no, it, never. It, it, it says that like for in order for anyone to become a master at something or even to become like you can't become a master in, until you put 10,000 hours into something. And it takes about 10 years to put 10,000 hours of practice into something. Man, that's crazy. Cause I've I've never consistently done something for ten straight years, so I I guess I wouldn't know. But you've been you're like on that pathway now, though. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely yeah. on the pathway now for that for sure. But um, aside from that tangent, that's I feel like that's how a lot of people start. I started in Photoshop too, but really I just wanted to create stuff, you know. Yeah. But um, does your brother still do music? Or no? Our brother he he's in a weird space now too. He does still do music, but he has also. He went from music to yeah. photography to now doing vlogs and. Oh really? Uh, he does vlogs too. Yeah, he does vlogs to in studio performances for artists. So what's it's, his channel? Uh, his channel is Chaos Shytis. C H Y T I S T. So weird. I don't even know what it means. I don't know. I don't even know how that happened. But, <laughs> we have to yeah. get him on the next episode. That's cool though. Like that you have another creative person in the family. Like you guys could vlog together because vlogging is uncomfortable. But yeah, it both is. doing it. Yeah, um, and my my brother, he's like, he's a computer geek as well. Like, yeah. uh, he was he was the guy who was figuring out a lot of things for me. Like back in the day when I started to do graphics, I would see other things and I could never figure them out. And he was just really good at researching things. I remember he, I remember he found out the concept of using a PNG image one time, and that just yeah. blew my mind. <laughs> like, you know, you the would transparent, see like, right? Yeah, the transparent background. Like he figured that out. So. That was uh, he's he's always been ahead of everything. Um, not even just with uh, graphic designs, pretty much anything on the internet. Like he's figured out a way to get verified on every single really? social platform. Yeah. And he's he's just a whiz, man. He 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 does the internet. Yeah, I feel like I was like my I'm the same way. I have an older brother, and a lot of the stuff that I got into was because he got into it first. Maybe because they're just older. But like he got into it first, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna use Photoshop too." But then the habits yeah. that he kind of abandoned, I just kept going with much longer. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. yes. <laughs> uh, my bad, because at the, at the at the beginning of uh, the the actual music video journey, shooting, editing, he was doing the editing for me for a long time. Yeah. So um, I had to eventually learn from him, and then he just quit it. So yeah, it's, it's kind of sort of the same thing. Probably a brother thing. Probably more yeah. people in the audience can relate to that. So, yeah. so what made you when did you decide to start like i gotta take everything in my own i gotta learn all this stuff taking my own hands you know uh, i gotta um, be the, the jack of all trades kind of when he wanted to step away from the scene he wanted to step away from it to focus solely on his music um because you know editing is a pretty heavy task yeah um, of course you know it's, it's time consuming and he wanted to step away so i had to learn and I got on the Sony Vegas, and I yep. thought I was killing it, but I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing an awful job, and I eventually went up to Final Cut Pro 7, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, he just wanted to step away from the scene, so I had to figure it out. So what were the, some of the first things you added? I started in Sony Vegas, too. It's funny how similar like everyone's story is that started like Photoshop and Sony Vegas. What, yeah. what were like, some of the first things you were editing, then just some of your own? I was shooting... Well, I was editing uh, music videos that I was shooting for other people. I was doing a lot of camera tests at the time. I was, well, this is probably. Is this like right when you started your YouTube channel? Uh, nah, this is way, way before, before that. Then. This is way before then, yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was really just editing others' music videos. So then I guess we should take it back a little bit further than that. Um, mm -hmm. So you started editing with your brother and all that, but that goes, that goes into like, how did you. How did you get into, first of all, what were you doing before that? Like, did mm -hmm. you have any regular jobs first? And then how did you get into getting your first client that wasn't your brother? All right. So job wise, I've had, I, I've had three jobs in my lifetime. Um, when I was 16, I worked at Old Navy. <laughs> uh, and from there, I went to John. And then from there, I used to work for the census. What, you know what was the, the second one? Wait, what was the second one? Oh, Navy? Yeah, the second one, though. Oh, no, uh, Giant. What's you, that? You, it's like a supermarket. Oh, I guess it's not. Oh, a, I, guess I guess it's probably it's not, not a, in the Midwest where I am. Yeah, it's probably not over there, but it's like a supermarket type of thing. And, and then, then I, I used to work for the census. Like the government? 
Yeah, the government. Like, they um, go on people's doors and, and uh, collect how much, or get their information about the family and stuff? Yeah, how yeah. Like, like, they collect, like, data for uh, population. So purposes. you went door to door? No, no, no. I used to work in the, um, I worked in the office, and I filed papers. So I would go through and, you know, mark off and make sure that the person who was out there doing the door-to-door work okay, was actually yeah, on yeah. it right, and I was filing the actual information onto the computer. Um which one of those I, jobs did you hate the most? Uh, has, has to be Old Navy. <laughs> I was going to say probably Old Navy. Navy. I worked retail yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Old Navy made me really realize that I wasn't a people person. That was your first. That was your first. Yeah, that was real, my first job. 16 and you, you realize how the ladder of retail works. Like, yeah. Um, you got like people who had been working there for a while. Um, and they would come in early in the day. And... They just wouldn't do their job, so I had to come in and close. So they work an eight-hour shift and leave the store all wrecked, and then I would come in and yes. work like three to four-hour <laughs> shift, and I would have to clean up all the mess that they made. And you know, retail is just awful, man. Yeah, yeah I worked. Uh, I worked at Nordstrom for a long time, and I was I worked in the shoe department, so I didn't have to ever fold. I never worked with clothing. Yeah. But I, I my least favorite thing in the world to do. They called it a. They call it the missings list, right? So like. On the floor, there's the display of all the shoes. They put yeah. the right the, they put the right shoe out, or there's a pair out. Then, at uh-huh. the, but at the end of the night, someone has to go through and write down all the shoes that were gone because they were sold during the day or like start uh, changing yeah. them. And then you have uh-huh. to go in the back and you have to grab all the boxes. Like, okay, we got to put out one Air Max there in every single color. Blah uh, blah blah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was the most dreaded task that everyone hated. Yeah, I hated it. Um, like I said, I had to come in the Old Navy and close every night. So I would have to Closing come in and clean up and do everything that they didn't do. Then I had to I had to vacuum the, the, the dressing rooms. Then I had to refold everything on the floor. And by How that long time did you of work day, there? Uh, this was like a seasonal job. So I got in probably around like October, late October. But by by the first of the next year I was out. So probably around two and a half months. Was it like you quit because you couldn't handle it anymore? Or did nah, you just, I, I actually got fired. Things? I actually got fired. Um, A funny story, you know? <laughs> nah, I just, um, I just wasn't coming to work. I just got fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that shows how much you didn't like. So then how did that lead into the, uh, the supermarket thing? The giant thing? Uh, the, the giant thing was actually crazy. Um, Giant was also another seasonal job. It was a summer job. Um, and I worked there with Creative Ryan worked there with oh, me. Oh, really? Uh, my older so brother worked there. that's how you guys met? Well, nah. He was, uh, Creative Ryan had actually been a friend with uh, my brother for a while. They both did music. Uh, okay, so, before that. Yeah, Creative Ryan was his friend. Uh, but we all worked together at the supermarket Giant. And uh, Creative Ryan and my brother quit like a weekend. <laughs> 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 and then... Uh, I worked there for a long time. John was actually one of my favorite jobs because I didn't have to talk to anyone. I had that role yeah. of pushing carts um, at the time. I was just listening to my iPod. It was cool, man. It wasn't. Do you feel it like wasn't. it helped you? Like, for me at least, working retail, we had to we had to greet everyone that came on the floor. So like any single person that stepped in our territory, I had to be like, "Hi, how you doing today?" Whatever. Yeah. So I feel like it helped me a little bit, like not be afraid to just talk to someone. And uh-huh. that kind of translates to what I'm doing now a tiny bit. Do you feel yeah. like it Because now you do, you say you don't like to work with people, but you, you probably have to, I mean, you work with people like all day, right? Yeah, I talk to people all the time, but I'm, I, I think I'm still a little bit awkward. Um, I still don't like to talk to people. It's yeah. not my personal preference. Like people, I'm getting noticed out in public now, so it's crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. So. That's only ever happened to me one time. <laughs> yeah, I like in the past month I've probably gotten noticed out in public like five times just from doing YouTube. So, really? That's I, so cool. I gotta I gotta work on my small talk with people. Tell the story. It's like, How did you get noticed? Like the first, what was this first I, time? All right, the first time I got noticed, I was actually in California. I was at a Call of Duty event. Um, I was just out there checking out the championship, and they had like this. Uh, they had this real life Call this of was Duty like match. Really recently. Yeah, this was this was last year. This was in okay. last September. So this is probably about a year old. I was out there chilling, and a guy ran into me. And at that time, I probably only had like five to ten thousand yeah, subscribers. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so I got noticed there. Um, but recently, what was it like? Yo, you're YC from like yo. Was like yo YC. Like it was crazy. And, like yeah. 
Like it was it was it was crazy. But um I actually got it on the vlog. Uh yeah. but yeah, I got noticed. I was talking to a guy out there, he noticed me, but recently, like in the past month, um, I just did a shoot like three weeks ago. I was down at the beach in uh in Virginia, of course. Um, and a guy ran up on me and was like, Hey, I was just talking to you on Instagram or whatever. <laughs> and I you know, I talk to people all the time on Instagram, you know, in the DMs, yeah. you know, I answer questions. And uh I I had the guy because um, we were we were on set, but we were taking a break to go get food. So um, I was like, yeah, we're going to the next uh, location. So, you you know, like, just come by. Come check it out. So I invited him. It was him and it was one of his friends. And we were chopping it up while we were eating food before we went to the next location. It was cool. Yeah, um, that's really cool. Yeah, that was one of the more regular <laughs> ones. But just like last week, like two weeks ago, I was in Ikea and I was shopping for oh, wow. <laughs> furniture for the house. And a guy came up for me and was like, hey, you do tutorials on YouTube. And it, I don't know, it, it surprised me. So it was kind of like an awkward transaction of work. So I got to I gotta work on my small talk with people. <laughs> I've been getting really paranoid lately. Because like, I got recognized one time when I went to a music festival a couple months ago. And this dude was like, yo, get that guy over there. He's like, yo. He's like, I do music videos. You're like, he's like, you're Justin O'Dea show. He's like, I do music videos, bro. He's like, wow. I watch your That's... stuff. He's like, I'm next up. I'm next up. I got it on the, <laughs> I got it on the vlog too. I got his card, but that was so cool. I, I just like, I was like, thank you, man. It's so cool. Like, what do you do? Let me check it out. I'll, I'll give you a shout out. But uh, that's the only ever time I've been recognized by someone like a complete stranger. Yeah. And I'm always, whenever I'm walking in somewhere, like, I'm always, I'm just looking like, this guy looks like he's into cameras. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, I wonder if he's looking at me because he, but that's, I don't know if that's egotistical or just st- statistical. And it happens. I was um I was in Best Buy a couple months ago, uh, and I was I was in Best Buy and I was trying to get a GoPro. And so I asked one of the guys, and the dude came over. It was like, "Hey, you're watching Imogen," <laughs> and I was like so freaked out. Like it's it, it's like I'm good for I'm actually good friends with that guy now. We actually made yeah. a connection. I like we we chill and everything, but it was crazy. Like you know, do you get paranoid it's, it's, or, or are you still not really? Like, I don't know. Do you start walking to Best Buy now if if you're in the camera section. You start looking around like, I think this guy might watch me. It's it's awkward, man. It's awkward. It's like you like the instance that I had the the incident that I had at the beach, um, where I was talking to the guy. I was talking to him, and you know we were we were. I put all my gear in my car and then I went to go eat with them, but it made me paranoid yeah. because it's like, yo, these people know me and I got all yeah. this stuff on me, you know, it's just like, um, I get where so you're coming I, from. Yeah. You get worried, you know? So I had to pick up all my gear and take it with me just because, you know, I, you, you want to give people the benefit of the doubt, but you gotta, you know, realize at the same time, these people, you, you don't know these people. Yeah. So, yeah, that's another, I, that, I get what you're coming from, like getting paranoid about just having all your stuff out there online, being a, being public with everything you know yeah so it's crazy man it's crazy and it's, it's only gonna get crazier only gonna get crazy hopefully crazy. i still hasn't like i can still walk around like a completely normal person so yeah. be careful what i wish for but <laughs> <laughs> it is cool though how you're saying like you became friends with that dude and there's a lot of people through this that just from them messaging me or that from my content that i've actually would consider like a a, a pretty cool friend or like someone i know or like same thing with like me and you like I would have never met you if it wasn't for the similar type of content and like if you're ever out somewhere traveling is a chance that you might know somebody yeah. and like you got someone to show you around or something like that you know what I'm saying yeah I um I went to Miami and shot a video and I linked up with a guy out there and I didn't have a rental yeah. so I linked up with him and he was taking me everywhere I'm like man yeah. I met this good this this dude met me off of YouTube. You yeah. know what I mean? So like the type of connections and stuff that you can make with people is it's nuts. Yeah, that's that's one of the main things that I enjoy out of it is just it's because like nobody around your hometown might be interested in the same things as you are. Yeah, but yeah, you could find people all over the world who are interested in exactly what you are. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's 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 it's, it's crazy. So, so that you were so this goes back to that you were working at Giants still, right? Yeah, I was. And you I was and working all at Giant. your brother and Creative Ryan were all there, and they quit, but you stayed there. Yeah, they quit. I stayed. Um, I had a, I had an infatuation with shoes at the time, so I really? had to fuel my my fashion. You should have hit me up. Sense. I could have got you <laughs> the discount. Yeah, you worked at a uh, you worked at a I shoe store, at, right? In the shoe department, I was the guy. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so I had I had a shoot obsession that I had to fuel. Um, so I, I worked at Giant for as long as possible. I probably worked there for over a year. Um, and then I took a break. I took a break. I was doing graphic designs heavy, so I was making a little money there. I was doing uh, covers, doing a lot of covers, Album a lot covers. of flyers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I went to work for the census. The census came about as crazy. My mom told me to go apply there because that's something that she does yeah. every time it's available. It's like a seasonal type of job as yeah. well. So I worked there. And the census was cool. I didn't have to talk to anybody. I just yeah, set it to death. Yeah, it seems depth. a lot different than the other two. Yeah, so I worked there. Um, but that was the last job that I worked. I probably worked there for like four months. And it paid good. I mean, I, it's crazy what you think is good money when yeah. you actually work a job. Yeah, yeah. I but, mean, yeah. I, my first job was minimum wage. And yeah. I, like, I think about it now. Like, why would I ever trade an hour <laughs> of my time for that? But. Yeah, so, you know, at the time I was getting paid like 13 an hour. So, like, that was big money for me when I was working yeah. at John and only making 725. So, yeah, but at the same time, like, we were younger and I feel like you need to just get a job to figure it out and start working your way up. Yeah. So, sure. uh, so w- what was that build up moment where you said, I'm, I'm working for myself? Or, or, like, how did it lead up to like quitting everything else and going full time into yourself? Well, it really happened on a mandatory basis because, like I said, the census is only seasonal. It's only you can only do it for a certain amount of time unless yeah. you're one of the you know higher heads in the actual business. So, um, I couldn't work there anymore. Like I said, I was already making a little bit of money doing graphic design, so I yeah. was fine. I was good. Um, Where were you, you getting know, I, clients? Uh, like, you didn't have a one. Like, you didn't have a YouTube channel yet, right? Or did you? Yeah, no, I did. Actually, I didn't have a YouTube channel. Um, I was really networking clients off of uh, Twitter. Um, I, I had kept a lot of clients from MySpace. I was doing uh, all the local club fires around my city. I was doing a lot of those. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just local businesses in my city as well. I was doing pamphlets for them. I was doing rebranding logos. So, you know, I had I had worked up. I had had a pretty steady clientele. So I was, yeah. I was good doing graphic designs at the time. Yeah, it gets to the point where people are probably just messaging you like, yo, you did this for so-and-so. I yeah, do this. Yeah. Can you do this for me? Yeah, so it was a lot of that. It was a lot of that. And um, also I said my brother was a musician, so he had Knew musician friends yeah. who, you know, who needed stuff. And I would design all his stuff and all his fans would see it and, you know, want stuff from me as well. So yeah. it I was feel a like there's always that one person in your city, like for anyone that's listening, like get in touch with, like a local musician or a local DJ or something. Mm-hmm. When I was doing more client stuff, I remember that I I had gotten in touch with this DJ and this DJ knew everybody. So he's like, "You do my stuff for free, and I'll get you all these other people." And he yeah. he did. He hooked me up with like every single person because he knew. Yeah. But there's always that networking might start off slow, but there's always that one person that knows everybody eventually. Yeah, that's how it happens. It, it's always a slow process, but it eventually gets to a point where you, you have to start turning down, you know, projects. Yeah. So, um, so you already were building up a little bit of a clientele or a little bit of a demand for yourself. And then mm-hmm. the census seasonal thing was coming to an end just because the time was running out on it. So mm-hmm. when did you... Did you have the idea like, okay, after this ends, I need to go get another job? Or how did that happen? Like, what was that moment where you just said, I'm uh, just doing me? It Honestly, I quit a little bit before the census was over. Uh, just because I was over it. I was over yeah. going to work at 8 a.m. And uh, you, I just, I, I honestly started you. to no value. Explanation I, I started to value money a little bit less, honestly. It was yeah. like. I don't care if I'm broke. I'm good. I can create. You know what I mean? So you stop it, being a sneakerhead. Yeah, like I had to put my little sneaker <laughs> obsession to the side. You know. Yeah. Um, a lot of people but, flip like sneakers and stuff, like and turn that into their. I hustle. flipped sneakers for a long time. Um, I I sold sneakers for a while, yeah. like a long time. So, I mean, I had ways to get money. Yeah. I wasn't in a position where I had to pay rent and a car payment and all that. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. like you know money. But it 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 was you value time but more. It, yeah, exactly. It didn't really mean that much to me. So, so, so you just so once that you quit a little bit early, like because you wanted to focus on creating. 
I think it was more so I just didn't want to go to work it, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah. so then probably when you were that probably allowed you the free time to start exploring different creative paths. So when did it switch over from doing all these posters and clients to really focusing on music videos? You'd say. Ah man, it's it's actually it was like a slow transition in between that because uh, after the census that ran out, well actually midway into the census thing, uh, I was starting community college. So yeah. um, that's one another one of the reasons why I ended up quitting the census was because I would have to go to the census at eight a.m. and then I would get off at yeah I would get off at three and then I would have to go straight to community college and I would have to stay there until like nine p.m. and then you know it was just a repeating Repeat. thing yeah yeah. So I was doing I was doing school for a little bit, which I love. I actually like to do school a lot. Um, I was just doing general studies in school and I got a refund check from school. And I, with the refund check, I went and I purchased the camera because I wanted to do the graphic designs. And I was had that to take the better T2I? pictures. Yeah, that was so, the T2I. So this ties back in with what you're saying with your brother, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um by that time i had quit the census i used that check and i got the t2i and uh at the time i was just going by like yc designs at the time and then you know we started doing the music video thing and i got a couple clients with that and i kind of wanted to tie it all to each other so i had to stray away from designs i was thinking about words i was i thought about yc innovations which is so stupid to think about now (laughs) it's not Um, no that could be like a technology company yeah exactly it sounds like it sounds like a technology company so i thought about a word that would tie in graphic designs and photography and videos and imaging was like the only word that you know i've seen it somewhere like in reference to like like you said i feel like i've seen it for printers and stuff like yeah imaging companies it's a real word yeah, it's like one of the only words that could tie all that into each other. So I got the T2I, and at that time, I was just doing a lot of learning. I was on YouTube. Yeah. YouTube was at a weird state. It yeah, wasn't it was. at a weird state. This was state, like, what, 2012? Yeah, this was probably like uh, 2011, 2012, yeah. So I had a T2I, and I was just trying to learn, and it wasn't a lot on youtube at the time i was yeah. watching jacob owens at the time i was watching newman films i was watching final cut king um what else was Is that on the YouTube guy who does like the magic tricks yeah 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 you know uh, yeah final yeah cut king. yeah he's big on instagram now yeah final cut king he was i watched a freaking commercial with him in it the other day and i was like wow yeah yeah like, yeah it's crazy His instagram page is really really big with that like magic stuff yeah, I was watching that. Um, I was watching. What was he doing? Like tutorials or? Nah, he was doing the same type same of stuff. stuff. He was yeah. doing, yeah, the, the you know the crazy illusions and you know the tricks and yeah. stuff. Just like I was watching. Yeah, 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 definitely. Freddie Wong was on YouTube at the time. Yeah, yeah I remember Rocket all Jump. those like Wong Fu Productions. Yeah, and man. Stuff. Yeah, Rocket <clears throat> Jump and. Yes, Rocket man. Jump. I remember all those back in like, but I I came in at. A, with like looking at a different community i was still more into like the photoshop and there was a whole design community there was some people doing photoshop tutorials but i don't know who was doing like camera and photography tutorials at the time yeah so i was you know i was trying to learn man i was just trying to learn as much as possible and so um when would you say you you got on your feet a little bit more like you slowly transitioned into picking up more clients when did you decide, was it just that the music videos were coming, there was more demand for them or there's like, it was funner for you or it was better money wise or what? Uh, when, Cause you we, got the like, camera, then you switched over to like being more into video, right? Well, I was, I was doing graphic design still for a long time. I actually just, not recently, but it, I was doing graphics also still. for a really long time and I actually really enjoy doing graphic designs. It's like a different realm from video editing. You can yeah. listen to whatever you want to listen to. You yes. don't have to hear the yeah, song the over and thing. over. You can, you can play music while you're editing. That's yeah, the photography can, too. It's fun. Yeah, you can get in your own you know, vibe. Like I love doing graphics, but uh, when you're doing graphics, you, you run into really annoying clients. Yes, revisions. Really annoying clients, man. Really revisions and 
uh, really bad suggestions for designs. So liars, especially. Yeah, man. And then you you end up doing stuff you don't want to do. I mean, yeah. I guess it's the same aspect with the video editing, but at least it pays more, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. It just it, it became a point where it was like I can't do both. Time was just wouldn't allow me to do them both. So so you probably started you know picking up more of a focus and making more of a name in your area for music videos mm-hmm. slowly um this is more of a question maybe that doesn't relate to your journey but something looking back that maybe the audience can get some advice from you've probably you've worked with tons of clients now right yeah like what are some what are some things that you've only just started learning right now like some of the most valuable things that you've learned about working with clients over the past years that you wish you could have figured out when you got your by like the first video i think for a long time uh i would let the client run what we were doing for a long time i think if you start out and you put your foot down and you know give the direction to let them know that you're actually the director of the project it's it's a lot more beneficial and I think, what else about clients, man? Yeah, I saw you post that on Instagram, like, about how clients always want to change the result, but they should trust. And I feel, yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah, it's like, people don't trust the vision. They don't trust the process. It's, you go to a barber shop, you're going to let your barber cut your hair, yeah. you know? Um, you're going to let a mechanic fix your car. It's not a field that you're experiencing. You don't really yeah. know anything about it, so... I feel like more than anybody else in this world, artists and musicians are some of the most. Uh, they don't they don't trust the process. They just don't trust the process. So, uh, I think those are some of the worst clients to work with. Yeah. But I think Definitely. what you what you're saying is 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 really valuable because it's not. I think it's not that. Yeah, they don't trust the process, but I also think they just want the best for it. But what yeah. you're saying is, it took you a long time to figure out to understand that it was okay for you to to kind of take control and just uh like let comfort the client and let them know that you have the best interest in mind as well and to trust yeah. the process right definitely how, definitely like how did you because at first you probably thought it wasn't okay to do that because you didn't have experience how did you go about like how do you ease them what how do you communicate to that to them not in a rude way it's 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 weird i don't run into it as much anymore um but i think if you come into the project with a game plan yeah uh then it'll it'll leave less room for the client to uh to improvise yeah Yeah, you know like just keep throwing out ideas and stuff like that like so what i do what i'll do now is i'll come already with the game plan i'll know specifically what i want to do in terms of all right we're going to do this here we're going to do this here we have this time we're going to do this at this time because when I first started, you you run into a lot of clients who waste time. They just don't value the actual time aspect of being on set. So uh, I think it's best to just write things down. If you write yeah. things down and you come to somebody with a plan and you let them know what you're going to be doing, I think it comforts them a little bit more than, you know, you just pulling up and, you know, just improvising. Yeah, run and gun. Well, I, yeah, I, uh, and gun. I was talking to another editor about that. And they were saying that nowadays the style is so run and gun. Like everyone doesn't have time to do anything. Everyone yeah. has to like just let's shoot the music video right now, put it out tonight, put it out tomorrow. And yeah. it, it's hard for them, they said, to come up with some really unique and creative scripts that they want to take it to the next level with because everything just ends up being run and gun. I think it. I think it's like that as well. Um, I want to distance myself from it, but it... I mean, it just it's relevant. It, it yeah. just is what it is. You, if you find yourself in the lane, particularly rap or yeah. trap rap, it, it's just that just is what it is. You're gonna do a lot of that type of stuff. So, I mean, as 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 sucky as it sounds, uh, yeah. it, a lot of stuff is running gun. A lot of people want to operate as fast as possible. They don't really care about the quality of the visual. They just want something to show somebody. Yeah. So, where do I mean, you like? Where do you want to take it with your music videos? Because it is not to like 
downplay speed is a big factor in nowadays on social media like how fast you can do stuff Uh as fast as possible as best as possible like but where do you where do you want to take like what do you want your influence on the the music video space in general to be because you are in it and you have a power to kind of at least add your take into it like where do you want to take it like away from running gun or what I don't not like running gun. I just do it so often that I've lost appreciation for it. So I want to get to a space where I'm doing more scripted work. I'm doing more narrative work. I'm doing more work that is, I don't know, higher value. Yeah. Really. Like I just want to do higher value work. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, it's. I think it's become who can do the most and best effects. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah. It's becoming less and less about cinematography every day. Now, this is that's that's like a good point that you brought up because me and you, and I don't know what direction you're going, but I for sure put up a lot of effect tutorials, and I'm sure you've put up effect tutorials as well. It seems like there's a demand for it. Yeah. But what I, but what I actually have a preference for, I think that just the videos, just with the straight cinematography and just a cut cut whatever no effects just good lighting and good cinematography is the best kind of video to watch you know what i'm saying yeah i strive for my videos to be projects that don't need effects or if you're doing an effect i like to see the effects being done on set (laughs) whether that be you shining a light into the lens or put something over the over the the lens or you know i think I also have a lot of uh, really good visual effects as well, like stuff that I can't personally do, you know? Yeah, Um, there's definitely good ones out there. Like, there's two sides. I do like the straight, like when you think of iconic videos like Drake's Hotline Bling, I don't know how Mm -hmm. iconic that is, but it's a pretty big video. Yeah, definitely. There's no effects in there, like color tint. But at the same time, there's some really cool videos coming out now, like, um, brothers style of directing and like all the ASAP visuals and and yeah some of those where it's I think it's well done it's it's well done yeah but then you have that middle ground where it's just like the same like flickers and bumps and stuff where it's I think that yeah I'm guilty I'm guilty <laughs> I'm guilty definitely um of adding way too many effects for my personal liking as well as producing effect tutorials yeah. it's a demand as you said it's just yeah. something that you have to do um you know to fuel what you're trying to do on youtube so i don't know i'm i'm definitely guilty like i said i want my cinematography to eventually get to a space where i don't need even i don't even need to add any effects yeah um i think once and, you know the rules you can break them yeah definitely That's all i'm trying to get to yeah for sure and it's Really good visual effects out there. Like you said, brother. Brother, they're yeah. doing some crazy things with the videos. Crazy, like... And sound, man, like, sound design in theirs is really good. Yeah, like that Goosebumps video they yeah. did where Travis was falling through the ground. Like, yeah. that... I can't do that. See, that's, that's where I think effects... That's where I think, like, you either gotta go crazy... It's gotta be, like, very well done, or you gotta really own that style... Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I guess at the end of the day, you can do it either way you want. But there's definitely yeah. there's that there's that weird middle ground where it's just kind of boring. Yeah, for sure. But um, what are what are some other cool music videos out there right now? There's I'm trying to think of Brothers is a big one that's that's that I've definitely a lot of people have requested. They're the only ones that I had to do on my channel, like multiple times and shout out to yeah. them they actually shouted me out so shout out to them most that's dope no one else uh appreciates this so shout out to them <laughs> yeah it's i mean i think that happens as well when someone comes with a style that isn't seen elsewhere you're gonna get like the humble video you know what yeah. i mean like yeah that was really that was a really dope video too yeah like when when something comes and it's different people want to know how to do it people want to know instantly like yeah. you know and, and that's with everything that's like that's with the zoom wave that's yeah. with the you know brother's gonna be on that wave in a second yeah. you know it's like there's gonna be a lot of imitations a lot of you, imitations what do you see as as the next next wave because you're way more in the 
the thing is i don't i hate working with clients i don't pick up clients that's why i'm trying yeah. to do what i'm doing how do you feel about it like do you do you want to are you focusing more on clients or like how do you balance that and your audience what it's kind of hand in hand because my audience wants to see music videos so i have to book them in i have to shoot them so it's like i look at it like i have if i stop shooting music videos then your audience you stop your yeah exactly Um, if i stop shooting music videos it's gonna be weird because a lot of people found me from music videos so i just try to stay consistent and do what has gotten me to where where i am yeah and then you also try new things too you know i see on your channel you post a lot that's i think the best formula is like 80 percent what's been working and then 20 percent keep trying new things too but yeah um, for sure i was gonna ask you how much of your clients now because i get people ask me all the time how do i get clients i'm trying to find work Mm -hmm. and i i mean i I can answer them, but at the same time, I always tell them, well, I don't really try to get clients. Yeah. How much of you, like, how much clients do you think you could attribute to, hey, I found you on YouTube, or like, I found you talking about this on YouTube, or what advice could you get to people on how to get clients? Actual new clients from YouTube, not many, but hundreds of inquiries, no exaggeration, hundreds of inquiries. Um, and I, I think that goes hand in hand to what I charge and, you know, people's budgets for vid- videos and uh, visuals and stuff like that. Um, I think I might just be out of the range a little bit. But getting a client is it's going to sound crazy, but it's really all about you actually producing great work yeah. and uh, showing them what you can do for them. So, um and you, you got to not be lazy as well. I think a simple formula of business is to find out where your potential clientele is and just go there and attack them. So uh, when I wanted to find clients, I use social media heavy. I, I would use hashtags. Yeah. Hashtags like to target. Twitter, like- I would go on Twitter and uh, which I would do VA artist, VA rapper, Virginia yeah. rapper. And I've gotten so many clients doing that. You type that hashtag in. You can go on Reverb Nation. You can target musicians on there by regions. Uh, you can do the same thing on Instagram. I use hashtag targeting really heavy when I want to find clients. I would hit up uh, showcases. I'm like two and a half hours away from D.C., so I would drive up yeah. there. Like D.C. has so many music showcases. I would go up there, and I would just pass out flyers to everyone. I, would, I was making... Uh, director reels at the time so i would put my director reel on my phone and i would go to the showcases and i could just pull my phone straight up and show them like right yeah. there like hey i do music videos look this is what i can do you know what i mean so like i was doing a lot of footwork to find clients man it's that's, like that's really good advice that you just gave there especially the, the the hashtag stuff you can literally go on twitter and search like you can search the phrase just put it in parentheses like looking for a music video editor and yeah see exactly up. and then you can answer them like hey, I see you're looking for a music video editor. And then, like you said, just have the work, like your resume behind it, like whatever your website, your your YouTube page. I think that's where your YouTube page can be your resume, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think reels are really good too. I think those are some of the best forms of marketing that is slowly disappearing. I don't, I rarely see director reels anymore. Yeah. Like I did sucky work at the time, but I would go through all my videos and I would cut out the best visual parts of it and you can show that to someone and it's an easy sell easy sell yeah super easy sell like i would load it up on my phone and i'm showing everybody hey like you know it's it's instant it's an instant it's an instant transaction so yeah i think a lot of people are waiting Um, for it to come to them and what you just described is exactly how you get clients no matter what you do like yeah music videos or not you have your stuff ready and then you find out where like how you can reach them and you just start reaching them. Yes, it's it's a, it's a simple it's such a simple formula. You find out where your clientele could potentially be at. You go there and you attack them and you show them what you can do for them. End of the day. Now, um, not to ask like how much you charge, but how have you gone to the point from I'm probably doing videos for free at first, and you can comment about that to being able to command a higher price. Like, 
how how do you how did you how are you able to come in to higher price and be more picky with your clients now um so of course the first few videos that i did were for free and i had one guy and why, just come out why of the would blue. anyone do something for free you think you got to build a portfolio you got to have something to show someone yeah. you can't i can't say oh man let me cut your hair yeah. for thirty dollars and i've never cut a hair before yeah. i don't have anything to show for it so you got to have a portfolio you got to have a body of work that you can show someone and a lot of the times one good video is all you need all you need is one good video yep one decent video so the thing about doing free work you got to do something you want to do you got to do something that is gonna propel you, would you do it for free even if you weren't getting paid yeah exactly you got to actually kill the free video so focus on that focus on creating something that's good and you can show it to people um, but my journey of pricing, my first music video I ever did, I got paid 150 bucks and yeah. I was hype about that. Like yeah. that was, that was crazy to me that somebody wanted to pay me 150 bucks. So to do something you love to do already. Yeah. Yeah. So then 150 became my price. Like, you know, once you, once you get paid that amount, that's technically what you get paid. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I did 150 for a while and I felt like I was doing too much work for the 150. So I gradually increase the price. I find that gradually increasing the price is what yeah. works best. Um, and I use the Jordan theory for this. What's uh, the Jordan I, theory? The Jordan theory, like like I said, I was obs- I was obsessed with sneakers at one point in time. Yeah. So um, I was I wear size seven and a half. I was on that border of being a kid size shoe and a yep. men size shoe. It's two so back in the day, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I, back in the day. Um, my Jordans would cost eighty four ninety nine, and eighty nine with tax. So every year and every year, Jordan keeps on inching on like ten dollars, ten dollars, ten dollars. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and that same shoe that I used to buy back in the day for eighty nine dollars now costs one forty. So it's like, you know, you just gradually keep on increasing the price, and you know, by the time that you've gotten to a point that you want it to be, it's not even that crazy anymore. You know what I mean? So it's. <laughs> it's just something that you have to gradually increase. You can't just have a recurring client and have them come back and say, "Hey, I charge double now." That, yeah. that, you know what I mean? It's, it's just outlandish. So, I, you know, you just got to gradually increase the price. Yeah, and what you said too is really true. Like, you do it for free, and then you do it for a hundred dollars, and then only once you start doing it, you start to realize, okay, you know, you, this took me about this many hours, and then they asked me for a revision, and then yeah. you know, this is generally what the process ends up being. So now I can start to figure out well. I'm willing to do that for this much now. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a growing game. It's a growing game. It's only it's up to you to. It's something that burns inside of you that says, "Man, I can't do this for this amount of yeah. money anymore." Like you know, it's you and just it's, elevate your skill level too. You improve. Yeah, and it's it's up to you to find that spark. It's up to you to say that to yourself internally. I can't really. I, a lot of people always ask me, "What should I charge?" And it's like, yeah, you can't answer it. Yeah, it's just a yeah. question you can't answer. But you can work your way up to to charging what you feel you're worth. Yeah, And for then sure. you need to just make sure what you improve your, on yourself and you're worth more. Yeah, for sure. I think it also has to make sense as well. You can't... Everybody wants to get paid a nice amount of money, yeah. but you, know, you got to also be creating yeah. substantially good content yeah. at the same time. Yeah, I never so. like to answer that question, but I, like if I ever do, I always say... You got like what are what is somebody willing to pay you what are you worth and you do have to be aware of your competition in the area like are they able to just go across the street and get the same thing for this much or are you giving them something different and better you know what i'm saying yeah i think if you're substantially better than someone and you know it then yeah I th- it's justifiable for you to have a, a a higher price what about gear do you think it has like i know you just put out that video like today or the other day about gear but like what is do you feel like you need to have the latest gear to charge what you're worth no or you need to be up gear, to, date to a certain point yeah to a certain extent yeah i think so and gear matters but it shouldn't it, hold you back it shouldn't hold you back it shouldn't hold you back like uh you're never going to be able to get every single thing that you want so uh i think it's up to you to be able to master what you have and be able to create substantially good content with which you have um and when you can do that when you're able to purchase more things it's just gonna make 
those things be worth so much more. What are those few pieces of gear that you feel like have gone the furthest for you? And they don't have to be expensive. They could be like anything. Um, my Ronin, my DJI Ronin, definitely. Uh, that has gone a long time. And that's the uh, stabilizer, right? Yeah, it's the stabilizer. I use it all the time. Um, my laptop, my laptop has gone. Course, yeah, yeah, my laptop has been a pretty good investment. I've been doing a lot of stuff on it for what a long time. What you edit on? Um, I'm on a 2015 15-inch MacBook Pro right now. Yeah, you got yeah the 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 15 inch like I got the 13 inch at first and mm-hmm. I returned it immediately like and got the 15 inch because it's just the working space. I'm on the yeah. one older than you, but for sure, for sure, I like the traveling factor. Yeah, so that my laptop um, and probably my lenses, uh, my 50 millimeter f 1.4 served me well. I've used it so much and my Sigma 18 and 35 use it so much like yeah, the 50 millimeters nice yeah lenses go a long way especially can... in photography like yes i remember when i got my first new lens i was like oh this is what my cameras like when i first got my dslr i was kind of let down because it wasn't that good of picture quality really yeah. compared to like i thought it was gonna be a dslr it's gonna be amazing then i put a 50 millimeter on one point whatever on it yeah. 1.8 i think it was just the one point eight hundred dollars and i was like oh whoa this is what the yeah. camera is capable of it's the lens it's the lenses and lenses go a long way lenses go a, a really long way I, I think one of the one of the things that i've purchased that i never use is my drone i never i yeah. never fly that thing i, I think, never got a drone but maybe yeah i think it's a waste of it's not a waste of money but where Why i don't live, you fly it just is it illegal or not inconvenient it's just not as this, the scenery here is just ugly like i don't want to it doesn't motivate me really? yeah, it doesn't motivate me to go fly so i guess that's a factor where you live yeah i guess it depends on what you're into so uh now so we've gotten into like where you are now so i'm sure this isn't the bigger picture the end the end goal where do you see where you're working with now like doing music video clients and building up your YouTube channel and all these different projects that you're working on, where are you trying to take it? Where's What's the bigger picture? What I'm slowly noticing is uh, my YouTube channel is really just allowing me to be able to create better visuals, um, better personal client work. Because uh, for one, it's a bigger platform. It's a bigger platform for people to see the stuff that I'm creating, but it's also a, a a revenue stream a significant one right now so so what do you mean it's allowing you like monetarily or monetarily um if that's a word (laughs) also socially and like it's bringing you the opportunity to pick better clients or you're learning or kind of i mean i'm learning it but it's like everyone it's like everyone who creates music videos or does client work uh they their their end goal is to shoot for major artists yeah but i mean the only real reason that someone would want to shoot for a major artist is because of the audience so i kind of have one so you know it's like i don't know it's like i get what you're saying you feel what i'm saying it's It's like letting you focus more on just doing whatever you're doing yeah skipping kind of like not skipping but taking the other way around to the audience yeah exactly exactly that's exactly what i'm saying um a lot of people they depend on an artist's fan base to provide an audience for people to look at the visual and i don't have to do that so um you know it just leaves you space to actually focus on the visual itself so you're just uh so basically you're continuing to you're continuing to just build up because it's allowing you to just focus more on what you're already doing with more freedom and more passion kind of and more return as well yeah exactly it's it's like uh i don't i don't have to do projects that i don't want to do because it's it's a point in your career where you have to do things that you don't want to do because you need the money yeah so you know i I make money in other ways youtube affiliate marketing etc 
so I can just focus on the things that I want to do. So what are, and what are the things that you think that you're going to, what are like the ultimate things that you want to do the most eventually? Just continue with music videos or like, or maybe you're just figuring it out. You don't have to have an answer. Yeah. I'm kind of figuring it out, but (laughs) you're there. You're already kind of doing it and you're just going about it. Yeah. I've, I've been appreciating uh, narrative work and uh, scripts and TV shows and movies a lot more lately. Like Netflix. I I read that Netflix is going to be spending like, I don't know how many billion dollars on original content next year. I believe it. They have some of the best. They have some of the best. It's like, I haven't had a chance to check out YouTube Red. I feel like they were kind of just got it actually. The same thing. I just tried I it out. It's it's cool. What do you think I don't about know. it? Uh, I like the fact that the the major thing I use is that uh, when you're playing a video, you can press the home button and minimize it and still have the video playing. So if I'm at the gym, like I can listen to music yeah. better. But I don't really listen to. The, I don't really watch the original series. I got it because when I was doing my podcast with Tupvid. Mm-hmm. He said something about how he got it because it's not a big price to pay to support the system. And I got it for research purposes, kind of, because I'm a YouTube creator. So yeah. it, it's important to me to like kind of understand what this thing is, I guess. YouTube is weird. It's in a weird space. Um, have you gotten any videos flagged for being not suitable? Or how is that working out for you? This is the thing. I see everybody like complaining about it i have not personally but at the same time you're putting up these music videos on your channel that might have explicit content right Mm -hmm. and i think that's the only stuff that's getting flagged right like your vlogs and tutorials are not getting flagged right i haven't got flagged for anything (laughs) yeah neither have i and i i don't mean to like i don't know i just see so many people complaining about like youtube is dying youtube is this and that but i just don't I don't know, maybe because it hasn't hit me, but at the same time, I also don't think that, okay, whatever, AdSense should not have, should not be, like, your biggest source of income. I was about to say, I was just about to say that, I was about to say, I don't, I don't make any money off AdSense. I mean, I'm sure you, I'm sure you make a substantial amount of money. I do a little bit, but it's like, still, I'm working towards, it's not my number one source of revenue, and I'm working, and like, yeah, if it went away, I would have to, like, kind of pick up the hustle in some other areas but yeah. i'm already working towards that and i wouldn't never come i knew i would never quit like i see channels with like almost a million subscribers or like i see channels every day like i don't know if i can keep doing this like yeah, i'm gonna like, quit and i and i just think that they're wasting they have such a big audience and they're wasting yeah that. i don't get that like i don't make any i mean i make enough money on adsense to pay a few bills don't get me wrong i appreciate it but it's nowhere near the other forms of income that i get just off of youtube alone like adsense is like at the minimum it's at the bottom yeah the value so. of the i think people like don't appreciate the value of the the audience the value of the audience yes. is worth like way more than anything yeah 100 percent. So, like i don't know it's a lot of these like reaction channels and stuff are getting hit by it and a lot of people who i don't know they're getting hit by it but, <laughs> but i think they've built up an audience that that's really valuable and they need to just use which plug i have a video about how to make money online <laughs> go check it out I really that was a really good video out. too was i was really straight video. up honest with it like here's yeah. no secrets like here's how to do it now it's not easy to do it but like it's not, i, it's I laid out easy. how to do it though it's yeah, there if I've, you build it yeah i've been thinking about creating a youtube guy uh but i don't know i have a lot of things that i've been thinking yeah. about doing so so many projects but yeah you can for anyone out there like Look into have a plan and have a real business plan underneath it and and you'll be more prepared for sure. Definitely. So is there anything else that I didn't mention here that's been burning on your mind to talk about any current projects that the people should be looking out for from your channel or anything interesting that you're working on? I know you said you're moving, so Yeah, I'm moving, so I'm really waiting till I move to get back in the groove of things i've yeah. been uploading like the past couple of days but if you have been subscribed to me you know that my yeah. channel has been all over the place in terms of upload schedules and stuff so uh i'm just trying to get back consistent just stay tuned. <laughs> that's, that's yeah that's it that's well, it i mean i see you're up and down as well How was, i was um, on vacation yeah and so this is the only time 
in the past two months where I missed like a whole week in a row, like a couple. I missed once I went to that music festival. I missed like a week because I was mm-hmm. editing this big long project, and then I just came back from California, so I missed like five days. How how was Cali? What did you do out there? It was really fun. It was really cool, man. I I went for my birthday kind of, and me, my brother, my cousin, mm-hmm. a, a couple people just wanted to go. So I wasn't really there just for work, but I did meet up with like Ben Haggerty, uh, mm-hmm. Ben Real Verse World. We did did do some work. I did a little vlogging, but it was really really fun. And and have you ever been to California? I have been to Cali. Yeah. I like Cali a lot. It's really fun. I, I see why everyone. It's cool that everyone's out there, like. It's cool that everyone's out there chasing the same goals, kind of, yeah. and that you're right at the source of it, where it kind of puts your mind in a different space where you want to go get it, and you're so close to all these other awesome people. Yeah. Kylie's amazing, man. I went out there. Uh, like I said, I went out there last year. That was the last time I went. I went to the Call of Duty event, but I don't know, man. Something about the weather and the vibes there is just mm-hmm. it, man. I can't it even is. explain it. It is. Like, and anyone listening, go to California and pursue your dreams definitely Who knows? that's why i see why everyone moves to la i i also see how you can get super jaded yeah like, i could easily see it but <laughs> i don't know we stayed in this airbnb and the lady who was renting it out was like i don't know if she was like a super buddhist or something but she was like really into yoga and zen so uh-huh. the way she had her house laid out was all like books and incense and like peaceful stuff and yeah. it just put me in like this and then also the view and just seeing that view for the first time and like it was my birthday and and it put me in this like really like it just shifted my mood and like it made me like i don't know it, i felt like <laughs> i felt like i was having a moment like yeah i ordered like 10 books on amazon when i got home because i saw <laughs> how much this lady reads <laughs> i was like this lady knows the secret to life man she's living in this amazing place yeah but uh it's just go out there and experience i i I understand the importance of travel more now that i've been i graduated and i've been more free to to travel around and stuff it really Mm -hmm. does like expand your mind and open your mind up to different things i think so i think so as well travel is very important i think so uh it's it's always cool to see new things and you you get into a mode where you think that the things that you are living on a daily are normal and then you go to yeah. other places you, you realize that, that isn't yeah. normal you know like other people live different ways yeah yeah so it's it's definitely important to travel man you you start to value the, like the littlest things like yeah. i i went to puerto rico and like the poverty there is like real it's like really real and and uh you know you just value little things man yeah. you don't start- understand everything that you think like you're saying is normal like you you don't even understand all the things that you are taking for habit or for granted like oh everybody lives this way in my suburban town here but yeah you don't realize that that's just not completely different like just down the country yeah for sure it's it's different man It's, it's, it's important to experience new cultures and see different things for sure yeah but um so so where can people find you at best now like where i know you're in the process of moving but where should people be tuned into you where can they find you um youtube of course yc imaging uh i'm also yc imaging on instagram um i'm kind of like i'm a hidden i'm a hidden gym on social media man i'll post every now and then i'm always there but the consistent part is just uh, ah i don't i don't know how do you stay consistent online? You don't post much on Instagram, but you also I'm you on update the your story all the time. I'm on yeah. the stories every day because I don't use Snapchat. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I don't post as many pictures. I don't know, man. We're all one person. We got to juggle it. But Yeah. So, like, what 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 is the mind state behind you consistently posting to the like, cause to the story? I, 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 I want to, but I just can't ever remember to do it. I just enjoy posting to the story. I don't know. I don't know. I just enjoy it. I just always have something to post to the story. But at the same time, it's hard for me to post pictures because I feel like I don't have anyone to take pictures of me because I'm me and I don't have a clone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. I want to get more into posting stories, but I just can't ever remember to take my my, my phone out. something you're doing. Like right now, I could post a story right now. I'm going to post a story podcasting (laughs) with YC or something. Yeah. If you want. If you want. (laughs) Man, it's, it's I got to tell what's going on. 
I I gotta I gotta I gotta figure this story stuff out, man. Anyways, I'm gonna post that. We'll see. But um, yeah, I just post whatever, like anything. I tried to keep it relevant and interesting. But anyways, I'll leave all of YC's links in the description so you guys can check them out. Go subscribe to him on YouTube if you're following me for sure. You probably will find something that you like on his channel as well. And uh, stay tuned for whatever upcoming projects he's at he has. Um. I guess I should wrap this one up now because it says my computer's hard disk is almost full. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I really need to get a new hard drive, man. <laughs> yeah. But we were wrapping up anyway. But anyways, thank you so much for coming on. Any final words? Anything you guys say? I appreciate the opportunity. Peace out, guys. Check me out. See y'all later. Peace. <laughs> sure. And if you're, uh, yeah, this is on still. This is episode five, I think. So. It is on iTunes, if you guys are wondering. If you're watching on YouTube, it's on iTunes as well. Give it a rating. Leave a thumbs up. Subscribe, all that. And I'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening.